Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, a show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, yo! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. Hello, all you cartoon lovers out there. Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. Of course, I'm your host, Tim Nidell. Please, please follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Saturday Rewind. And make sure to like us on Facebook. Just type in Saturday Morning Rewind and you'll find us. Of course, this show is a show that takes you back to your childhood one interview at a time. And this episode definitely does that for me. Because I don't know about you guys, but I just adored Care Bears when I was a kid. And today, I have the very funny, very talented Luba Goy on the show. In the Care Bear series, and in a handful of the movies, she voiced Lots of Heart Elephant. It's true that I'm not big, but it's amazing what you can do if you really put your heart into it. Sometimes, (laughs) I even startle myself. Treat Heart Pig. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's just a little old ladybug. And gentle heart lamb. I don't think this place could get any worse. And as I look back on the series, I have to say I think Lots of Heart Elephant was one of my favorites. Not only one of my favorite voices of hers, but one of my favorite characters from the entire series. And of course, Luba has done so many more amazing things since Care Bears. She is one of the cast members of Royal Canadian Air Farce, which is a huge, huge deal up in Canada. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, if you guys are from the States like I am, do yourself a favor, go to YouTube, type in Royal Canadian Air Farce, and there's a lot of amazing, amazing, hilarious clips on YouTube that you can check out. The show's a lot like Saturday Night Live that we have here in the States, and uh, she's portrayed many amazing celebrities. She's impersonated Yoko Ono, Hillary Clinton, Barbara Streisand, Laura Bush, Martha Stewart, and even Donald Duck, which you'll hear how well she can do Donald Duck. I was blown away with her Donald Duck voice. You'll hear it in the beginning of the interview. It's amazing. But she is so super talented, so super funny. Hope you guys really enjoy this interview. But before I play it, please make sure to check us out online, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And make sure to watch and subscribe to our YouTube show where we unbox and review old toys from the 80s and 90s. Because if you're a fan of this podcast, I guarantee you'll love the YouTube show. It pretty much is like a video version of the podcast even every now and then we have a quick guest a celebrity guest pop in the studio and uh, the latest episode i just released was hasbro's army ants from 1987 a toy franchise that was very short-lived but honestly it's one of my favorites when i was a kid so go check that out just type in saturday morning rewind on youtube or just go to our website saturdaymorningrewind.com and all the links are right there one other quick thing this episode is sponsored by the Meddling Kids Podcast. So definitely make sure to check them out. And if you do, make sure to tell them that we sent you. I think they'd appreciate that. But I guess that's about it for the news and updates of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It really means a lot. But I had such a great time chatting with Luba. And actually what you hear is just a partial part 
of our conversation. I think we talked for almost two hours, which was honestly amazing. Some of the other stuff we talked about was a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. A lot of it was off air talk that we talked about either before the interview or after the interview. I, I just had a great time with her. So hopefully you do too. So here is my interview with Luba Goy. That was actually really good. Wow. Hours of stuff to wade through. Wow. It's, so Donald Duck. I never knew you you can do Donald Duck's voice. <laughs> my, I learned in grade seven, yep, uh, York Street School, that I could talk like a duck. And very hard to teach because it doesn't come from the throat. It comes from the side of your mouth, like blowing air. Mm-hmm. And even like uh, Richard Chamberlain, I was doing a movie, and the, he was told, oh, she talks like Donald Duck. And he said, can you teach me? And I, I was like, you know, he couldn't get it. But, uh, you know, my teacher would say, like, Luba, have you, ha- have, you done your, have you done your assignment? I go, I'm very sorry. And I go off into a tangent, and she goes, young lady, you're not going to get anywhere with that attitude. <laughs> No, boy, was she wrong, because I knew I could work in any major international airport doing the announcements. You know, attention, passengers, this is the final boarding call from flight number <laughs> Now departing from gate And would Mr. or Mrs. Please come to the front desk. We found your missing luggage. Wow. I love that. Yeah. So... Since yeah. I wanted to kind of reflect on my childhood, you know, by interviewing you, you know, my favorite voice actors, tell me more about yours. Were you, as obviously you love voices like Donald, but were you interested in animated features or animation as a kid? No, because I didn't have television. Okay. So I, you know, but I did see Song of the Wild. Is it Song, Song of... Song of the South? The, Song of the South, the Disney film, when I was very young, I think around nine years old, I went by myself to the Nelson movie theater. I lived nearby, and I I sat through it at least twice and then went back again to see it. Hmm. Absolutely fascinated by but film and television, anything visual, movies, that is my life. I, I'm very visually oriented. And as a child, you know, I came, I came by boat, you know, through Pier 21 when I was five years old with my mother and father. I was an only child. And, um, you know, I always say that it's a good thing that in, in those days when we landed, you know, at Pier 21, the immigration officers didn't ask those really tough questions like, you, little girl, you're going to make fun of the government when you grow up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Every Friday night at 8 o'clock on CBC. You, back on the boat. Mother, father, welcome to Canada. I was just kidding. Back on the boat, you little terrorist. <laughs> you know, but uh, just growing up in Ottawa, Tim was um, really um, exciting for me. You know, the story is we, you know, well, I'll tell you the story as I told it. With my grade seven and eight music teacher, Miss Barbara Blackstone, that from York Street Public School, that was my mentor, the teacher that put me on the 
the real path of my life as opposed to the, the path that your parents want you to go on. Like mm-hmm. you have to be a secretary or a nurse or a, a teacher. But Miss Blackstone saw something in me that was different. Uh, she was an incredible music teacher. She's going to be 99 years old this July the wow. 2nd, and I still keep in touch with her. She lives in Ottawa, and I still keep in touch her, with her to this very day. Uh, Miss Blackstone <clears throat> called me in when I was in grade 7. Luba, I'd like to see you after school. She she was actually an opera singer during the 40s, and when we came to her into her class, she would play Mozart, Beethoven, you know, Bach, she would have a record player going with full blast music, and she was passionate about the music. She was passionate about the choir. She was a choir leader, and I was in the choir, and, she, and I knew how important music was. Music was everything to me. My father played mandolin. He had two mandolins. He played them every day of his life until his death, death when he was 34 years old. And he knew all the Ukrainian, like, partisan songs, the, all the Ukrainian songs. Uh, it was all Ukrainian all the time. But he and I performed an, on the, the stage in front of the Ukrainian uh, community, like our, our church uh, community. We, we sang Silent Night in Ukrainian while he played mandolin. And, you know... Um, my father was uh, everything to me. He was the Charlie Chaplin of the Ukrainian community, and also at the in the uh, work camp, the German work camp. Somebody, you know, they had they had a theater and a proper stage and lighting, and they did plays, they did musical nights, they had an orchestra, they did Ukrainian operettas. My father did one man shows. He was the Charlie Chaplin of, you know, the stage. He really was. He was very, very funny. He did political satire at the time. And when I was growing up, I said, I will never, ever be involved with politics, ever. (laughs) And so I end up with the Royal Canadian Air Force that does political (laughs) satire for the last 40 years. So be careful what you wish for. <laughs> wow. It, so, it sounds like you owe a lot to not only Mrs. Blackstone, but your dad as well, because you got his his sense of humor, it sounds like. Absolutely. My father was the funniest man. He was really, really funny. And what about, what about Care Bears? How did you get involved with Care Bears, and what do you remember about the show? Oh, my goodness. It was just fantastic. In those days, Tim, I also did Mr. Dress Up. I did Dee Dee Duck. Dee Duck was on Mr. Dress Up. Uh, Dee Dee Duck also came with me to the Elephant Show, Sharon, Lois, and Bram. And because I had an agent who had very good voiceover people, they would send me to audition for voiceover because I was a natural. And so I got... Uh, I got uh, into the Care Bears. I played uh, Tree Tart Pig. <laughs> I'm so excited about everything. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I love everybody. And then um, I also played uh, Lots of Heart Elephant, who also who always said, "I think I forgot," and that's the truth. <laughs> and Gentle Heart Lamb. And Gentle Heart Lamb. I love everybody. So I, you know, I was in the film as well, the the, the uh, Care Bears film, which was very exciting, as lots of hard elephant. Uh, that's um, that, that's one of those jobs that is really fantastic. Voiceover work is 
very satisfying because you know you're going to make a difference, you know, to kids' lives because, you know, who does not love animation? Mm-hmm. I mean, I am an animation freak. I have to see everything that comes on, everything. And it's not always easy to find adults that, you know, come along with you <laughs> that, that are as crazy about an, animation as I That's am. That's true. That is true. You know, and it's just one of those, <clears throat> those uh, uh, what do you call it, like, you know, an animation is uh, the features in film that is just so powerful, especially, you know, the the work coming out of Japan, you know, these various animations that are so incredible. Yeah. They blow your, you know, blow you right out of the water. And, um, yeah. And I've done uh, also a lot of, you know, uh, what do you call it, when you when you make, an, not announcements, but apparently, um, well, when you do narration or okay. whatever, I did a, a, a thing for, a thing, I mean, I don't know what, what you call it, for uh, Niagara Falls, where people wait in line to see something, and and it's like um, there's a there's a video, and I'm you know narrating it, uh-huh. and um, it's got the history of Niagara Falls and everything, and very very wonderful stuff. And somebody's saying, "Yeah, we were waiting in line. We heard your voice, Luba. We were so <laughs> excited." So, just having those opportunities is just so much fun, and. Well, it pays well, too, to say the least. <laughs> That's true. And huh? You don't have to get dressed up too bad, you know, to, to go behind the mic. That's right. I could practically come in my pajamas to do it and uh-huh. have done so many times. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I love, um, I love my life. I always say that um, live the life you love and love the life you live. Amen. Because you only have one, and it's the choices you make while you're living, you know, we only have to do three things in life. We have to be born can't stay in the womb forever. Then we have to live and we have to die. And it's how we live that we have the choices that make our lives, uh, you know, rewarding. Mm -hmm. Now, back in those days, did you record with any of the cast members? Were you with anybody, let's say like Mickey Rooney for the movie or Dan Hennessy for the show? You know, when I was doing the the voiceover for the Care Bears for the film, you're uh, you're solo in in the studio. You know, you know that there's other people in the scene with you, mm-hmm. but you just do the you just do the vo- your voiceover, you know, uh, alone, and then they mix it all in. So you don't really get a chance to talk to uh, play with the, the different people. Uh, sometimes when we were when we were taping the Care Bear series for television, which went on for years, we would get together as a group. You know, if there was a group scene, they would gather, you know, various, you know, people. But it didn't happen very often. Usually it's just it done in, you know, in, sort of a solo, a solo thing. But you see the script and you know who's talking in front of you or mm-hmm. after you and, and uh, what's going on, you know, you, 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 you get into the thing. It, it's an interesting way to work because you have to have a great sense of imagination yes. to grow yourself and imagine what the others are going to be sounding like if you're running like, whoa, hey, you know, whoa, watch out, you know, all of that. Uh-huh. That, you know, so, you know, you do your woes and your haze and watch outs all alone, but then they all get mixed up in the whole thing. Wow. You know, in the end. 
So, so looking back now at Care Bears, what's one thing that really sticks out for you? You are really, really smitten by the Care Bears, I am. aren't you, I my really, dear? It really, I, was, I think I was five when it came out, so I was a perfect age for Care Bears. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. And I could not believe how greatly loved that series was in Canada, I guess, and the States, for so many children. Mm-hmm powerful because they were they were you know gentle and kind but there's all kinds of you know scary stuff going on and it 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 worked you know it was clean there was no violence you know uh, as such you know somebody might be drowning and you had to save them from that uh, yeah and like i remember one line that i had as 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 um the elephant uh, you know, lots of hard elephant, like, throw me the rope, throw me the rope, because I was trying to save somebody who was like, the, I don't know if the boat was, you know, going down or whatever. They threw the rope so that lots of hearts trunk could grab it and, and pull them in. What was your question? Um, <laughs> just what do you what remember? Was my highlight? Yeah, exactly. I think it was just having the opportunity to feel like a child again, you know, to, yeah. to just be part of that whole, that whole uh, series of, of wonderful cartoons that, that made such a difference to, to children's lives. It really did. And then the, the little bears came out, they were, they were selling them and I would see them on airplanes and, you know, downtown. Mm-hmm. And if, if, you know, I saw a child with, with um, at the Care Bear, I said I would remind them, like I was a Care Bear. Do you know <laughs> lots of heart elephant? They go yes, and treat heart pig and gentle heart lamb. Well, I did the voices, and of course I would do the voices. The children would be impressed. Well, m- the parents more than the children, yeah. but the children would look at me like, "Who is this crazy lady, Mom? That's ta- <laughs> you know that's talking so funny." But um, that's uh, that's just you know, what I remember and um, the happiness it brought to me. Yeah, well, like I said, it brought a lot of joy to me as well. So thank you for, for everything on that show because, I, I mean, I loved I loved your characters. It, it really had a great ensemble of, of uh, characters on that show. Hi, guys. Freakazoid here. Don't freak out, but Saturday Morning Rewind will be right back. After a quick word from their sponsor. Oh, and don't forget to fly over to their site at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Quiz time. Who's got four legs, an opposable tail, and fans all over the world? It's Scooby-Doo, our favorite whipper. Join me and my guests on the Meddling Kids podcast for an irreverent review of Scooby-Doo. It's family-friendly. Although there is occasional talk about hot villains. Join me, Julie Kin, every Monday on the Meddling Kids Podcast. Well, back to the show. Guys! Oh, guys! Guys Aroni! Tim! Gary! Guys! 
did now I know you lost your dad and mm-hmm. how old were you when you lost your dad? It was only six years ago, so I was about thirty what, thirty three? I see. He's the reason why I started the show. I just wanted to relive my childhood, you know, by talking to people that I grew up watching on T V with my dad. So he's the whole reason why I'm here and the whole reason why I'm doing the show to really honor him. Wow, that's incredible. That's just beautiful. And he would be so proud of you, wouldn't Thank he? You. Did he like animation? He did. He did. We we he enjoyed the stuff mainly from the 50s and 60s and early 70s, you know, in his, you know, younger days. So we'd watch Hanna-Barbera stuff all the time and uh Johnny Quest and a lot of Looney Tunes and old Mickey Mouse shorts. He loved those kind of things. Oh gosh, yes. You know, growing up I did not have television till I was 16. So I would babysit other, you know, children, and I love children. Uh, you know, I've never really grown up myself. So I would make, A, money, because as an immigrant child, I never got an allowance that, you know, I just got, you know, you got new, need new shoes, you need a new, outs, you know, clothes, that's, mm-hmm. that's what you get. But I never got an allowance. Yes, here's, you know, five cents or ten cents, you know, to buy some candy or get yourself some ice cream. But I used to babysit so that I could watch television. Roy Rogers. Yeah, yeah. I Love Lucy. Yep. Uh, what else did I watch that, you know, and I loved, the, of course, the cartoons, but I didn't, they were on Saturday morning, so I never really saw them, but I read voraciously comic books, Little Lulu, Donald Duck, uh. you know, uh, and all the classical ones, you know, with Beauty and the Beast, all the classical uh, uh, comics that they had, I don't know what they were called, but they were phenomenal, you know, like um, based on um, all the classic novels and whatnot. Are you familiar with those? Of course, yes. Well, I was just hooked on these. And of course, in Ukrainian, like if you, comic books rot the brain. Uh-huh. Well, they don't, you know. <laughs> you know, bubblegum, no bubblegum, you know, comic books rot the brain. But uh, that's not true because I learned so much from the from the, these these classical bo- uh, comic books because I only had, we only had Ukrainian books at home and, I, you know, the only English books that I read were from the library at school and I was a voracious reader. Uh, so, you know, a child like today, very, yeah, I, don't know, I shouldn't say very few, that's wrong, but children don't read as much as they used to, you know, and, and, you know, now they're into their iPods, you know, they're looking at the games and whatnot. They're very involved with those, those devices. But my little grandson, who's seven, he's in grade one, Evan, he loves reading. He's just started, he learned to read. They didn't teach him because they they figured he's very smart. He should have something to learn in school. Mm -hmm. And when he did, he just, took off and he's now just reading constantly and so it's um it's fantastic like really reading like you know uh, books that are much older than you know than he should be reading mm-hmm. of age wow. but i remember my husband um ed he would read to our son gabe and the kid is like three and a half years old and I'm, you know, walking past the bedroom, and I hear something. I said, what are you reading him? He goes, oh, Jason and the Golden Fleece, you know, the Iliad. Uh-huh. And I said, he's too young for the Iliad. <laughs> and Ed is like, he likes it. He goes, yeah, Mama, I like it. I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> and you know, you have three little girls, I right? Do. And um, I don't know how old they are now. How old are they now? They're 14, Four, 14 um, 10, and 6. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, the six year old would be enchanted by Dee Dee Duck. Yes, I'm very happy to see you. Good Hello, how are you? Yep. So the, uh, the you know little kids think Dee Dee Duck is is real. I I I I do this hand puppet thing that talks that Dee Dee Duck talks through me as a child like as not a child but I was with the St John Ambulance Nursing Course and when I was around fifteen and I would go to the Ottawa Civic Hospital to as a volunteer Saturday mornings to entertain the children in the hospital playroom, you know, whether they had cancer or a broken leg or whatever they were, you know, surgery, whatever they were there for, I would um, just play and talk to the children. And Dee Dee Duck, with really shy children, she just, they didn't yeah. look at me, they just looked at my hand puppet uh-huh. talking away as, you know, Donald Duck. And um, wow. so I use her sort of a, as a therapeutic. Yep, Exactly thing and and uh, a lot of I brought a lot of children out of their you know out of their I don't know pain or whatever they were going through sadness when a child is in hospital it's it's not an easy place to be Mm-mm. also I volunteer uh, with the uh, puppet to the, there's like uh, not puppet but the um, clown the clown the therapeutic clowning oh, yeah. program at hospital for sick kids in Toronto I would volunteer to read to the children in the library and the children who were in beds and couldn't get out of bed, they would um, watch it on their little, you know, on their little television monitors. And I would read from the library, or not the library, but like the playroom library at the Sick Kids Hospital. So Dee Dee Duck was always there to turn the pages for me and interrupt (laughs) me. And I'd say, Dee Dee, please, I'm trying to read to the children. And the kids would be sitting around, you know, um, you know, in their various, they would either have a cast or they would have an IV drip or whatever. You know, Tim, you do what you can when you're in my situation. I have the opportunity as someone who's in comedy, as someone who's had so much experience, I have that privilege and opportunity to make a difference in the community you know, with kids. Yeah. We do it for the children. You can nev- I can never say no. I'm like the fundraising queen of the Ukrainian community. Luba, we need you. We're having a, a 50th anniversary. We're celebrating. You have to come entertain us. And, you know, or we need money. You know, Luba, you have to come. We need, we're doing a fundraising for the Ukrainian dance company or the Ukrainian schools out west, you know, in in Saskatoon or museum, Ukrainian museum, or you, art gallery, you name it. I'm always there. And also Ukrainian orphan, orphanages in Ukraine. Wow. There's about 200 orphanages, believe it or not, with not all orphans, people who have children who have, you know, issues, health issues, and they can't, they can't um, raise them in these villages and whatnot, so they, they're sent to the orphanages. And uh there's a huge um a movement like uh, under the children of chernobyl umbrella to help the orphans in ukraine you know camps that uh, are, are established in, in the beautiful mountains of mm-hmm. ukraine and uh, for these orphans they, they were brought here to canada to 
to uh, Toronto. Uh, they performed for us, and uh, you know, all for fundraising um, purposes. And that's something that I have been doing for years and years and years, because uh, being a being a volunteer. You know, there's a, an organization called Volunteer Canada. I don't know if it still exists now, but I was one of the, you know, uh, heads of that uh, for a couple of years, and um, just encouraging people to volunteer in their community in whatever capacity they could to help the needs of the community. That's great. Yeah, I wish everybody would take that under it and and do something to help out. Honestly. Well, you know, Tim, in high schools, I think it's mandatory that if you want a certain credit, you have to give two weeks of volunteerism, wow. you know, as part of the community service, whether you, 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 you know, you, you go out and help out in a, in, a, in a senior residence or in whatever capacity that you can help the community and you get, you know, credits. I think that is part of the Ontario curric- curriculum, wow. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I know my son, you know, and, and lots of kids. In fact, when my mother was in a senior residence in, in Toronto, uh, there were students there, you know, English students who just came to, you know, to, to help push the wheelchairs or, uh, you know, read to people, whatever was needed, you know, take them out to the garden, that sort of thing. And they, they had to volunteer. Hmm. And uh, then they, um, you know, they could pass high school. <laughs> great, you know, great kids. Yeah. I wish we had that here in the States. Where are you? I'm in Montana in the United States. What? Uh-huh. You're in Montana. I, I thought you were right here in Toronto, like just sitting next door to me. No, I know. I mean, I'm not too far from the border, but yeah. I mean, God, <laughs> I have been talking to someone in Montana all this time, thinking that your podcast came out of Toronto. What What is wrong with me? It, it's quite all right. I'll take it. You know, it's, I don't mind. I'm being... so sorry, my darling. I did not realize that <laughs> you were in another country. You were in Canada, you know, I'm in Canada, and you're just way down there and, you know, with, you know, who running the country. I know, don't, don't, yeah, let's not talk about Comb over, <laughs> you know, the comb over that became president. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so here I am, I'm talking to you like your listeners know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, I knew what you were talking about. keep so... talking about the Care Bears, like, what is this with the Care Bears? <laughs> you know, but I understand now. Um, I see you're in Montana. Wow. What great uh, landscape you yeah. have there. Crazy weather, too. Yesterday, it pretty much snowed here, and then today it's like in the 70s. Well, you know what they do in the States? They blame Canada for the snow. <laughs> you know, if there, was, if there wasn't any Canada, the people in the United States wouldn't know where, you know, where the snow came from. Uh-huh. Yep. You know it comes from up north. <laughs> they know where it comes from. You know, um, Dave Broadfoot, who was very well known, he was on the Ed Sullivan Show in the 50s. You know, he uh, was a brilliant comedian. And he, he uh, you know, he, had say, he said things like, you know, in, in the United States, they throw their criminals in jail. In Canada, we elect them. <laughs> You know, in, in the United States, you say to someone, 
it's a lovely day. They respond, of course it's a lovely day. It's supposed to be a lovely day. In Canada, you say, it's a lovely day. And the person says, yes, and we're going to pay for it. <laughs> you know? I love it. So how did you find out about me? I mean, I, how is it that you want to talk to me just... And in Canada, what, what what's up with that, Montana? Well, you were you were part of Care Bears my childhood, and you know, Air Force. I, I knew about it. I knew I, I've seen clips of it and all. I knew it was a big deal. So I I, yes. I looked up a lot of stuff on YouTube recently and found it. Well, you know, we we have received more than a hundred awards. I mean, I'm not bragging. I'm just sharing. Uh-huh. But from, you know, the Governor General's Performing Arts Award for Lifetime Achievement, they've got the the Gemini Awards here that are like an Oscar, right, for volunteerism and lifetime achievement. And uh, I have 16 ACTRA Awards, and ACTRA is like an award, like like an Oscar for radio. Wow. And uh, in our radio days, we did radio, public radio across Canada for 24 years, and in year 22, we went into live television, it was something else. You know, we had millions of viewers, and, you know, I have a star in the Walk of Fame here in Toronto, you know, like you have in Hollywood, and we were the first group to be inducted into the Canadian Hall of Comedy Fame. And I don't know, I guess you know of Rich Little, right? Yep, I do. Rich Little, uh, he's, he's older now, but... You know, he's quite famous in the United States, and he, um, yeah, he just went, like, to um, high school with my ex-husband. Wow. He went to Lisgar, and I was at Glebe. Now, um, yeah, it's so, uh, there you have it. Oh, yes. All right, Luba. Seriously, no, thank you for your time, and thank you for taking me back to my childhood. And I love hearing all about your history and childhood. That was amazing. Well, I didn't realize that you were not Canadian, darling, and I'm sorry. I wouldn't have bored you with all my no. details. I was not bored whatsoever. I, I'm just so happy to, um, to meet you. And if you could, like, e- email me anything. Of course. It's such an honor for me to talk to you, Tim. It really is an honor. Thanks for listening to that Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.